0: Welcome to Everything Imaginable, the podcast for curious minds on KGRA Radio, and here is your host, Gary Cochulillo.
1: Welcome everyone to another episode of Everything Imaginable. I am your host, Gary Cochulillo, and today we have Dr. Krishna Bada. On our show, and he has written two books. Uh, one is called uh, "Journey from Life to Life: Achieving Higher Purpose," and his other book is called "Jida Today." And he also has a a an app for like a meditation, and it is called "Relax with Two X's." Thanks for being on my podcast tonight.
2: Thank you very much for having me, Gary. I won't try to pronounce your last name.
1: <laughs> yeah, you don't have to worry about the last name. Um so how I I I know you're a urologist by trade. Um how did you as a urologist what brought you to um you know? investigating or practicing meditation and um, wanting to help other people have some of the results of meditating.
2: So Gary, my both journeys started about the same time. I started mm-hmm. studying medicine and I started uh, looking inside and trying to find the mysteries of the inner universe, meditating and uh, the journey continued, and then it benefited me, both complement each other. I thought I should share that with uh, other people. Mm-hmm. So that was the beginning, and that's how it all started.
1: Was, was there something like about being in the medical field that, that, that made you realize that meditation would be helpful?
2: We always think that anything we do in our life should, you know, we should have a goal or why we do it, have an explanation. And we often find explanations. But I think it's a more like an interest and aptitude. Like I play golf and you say, why do you play golf? Mm-hmm. Then we come up with some reasons, you know, we pass time and it does this and it does that. Right. But sometimes you just do things, right? true true Uh, uh, I I had great interest in Mm -hmm. meditation I didn't want to leave medicines there are some people who have the intensity so much that they say spiritual search is my only life so they go into sainthood or that kind of uh, life which Mm -hmm. takes them away from the mainstream And then there are the others who say, I have nothing to do with the spiritual world. I just want to do material, you know, whatever I'm doing. I want to be successful in that field. Although, even though though they say that, everyone has a spiritual corner. At least I believe that everyone has a spiritual corner, whether you explore it or not. Mm -hmm. We all have that
1: right i I, I do I, I totally agree you know whether whether a person is paying attention to it or not doesn't make it not spiritual um and I also know like like my I'll share a little bit of my own experience too because I'm I also have written a book on meditation myself and um for me learning how to meditate was a really it was a uh, big game changer for me on how I did everything really uh because um when i started meditating uh up until the, up, up, to, up until the point i started meditating basically i believed everything that i thought and i basically let my mind control my life rather than me learning how to just observe my mind and and being able to take a little bit of that control back.
2: It's funny you say that, because I'm working on my next book, and one of the chapters is, and I mean, that's also my new year thing that I know, Wherever I give a talk, I want to say two questions. The first question is, do you know who controls what you do? Mm -hmm. and the second one do you spend time with yourself right and the first question is a profound question
1: (laughs) very profound (laughs) (laughs) um,
2: yeah I mean it's like uh, I was uh, when I was growing up it's a true story and it's a story of every child I thought and from the accounts I hear from my mother and my family, we used to have a joint family. And at one time, I mean, it, we used to have. I mean, I grew up in a village, and uh, they were sweeping the floor. It was a uh, an old house, and uh, and there came the entry of this four year old boy, who says. Why did you sweep the floor without my permission? And uh, the family had some answers, but the boy was not listening to any of them. Mm -hmm. So the solution came that I said, okay, you spread all this dirt and dust and everything that you have set. And then I will decide what to do. So then they complied. (laughs) and then after that I said okay now we can sweep so they swept I don't know how much of that is true maybe my parents or my family members exaggerated some Uh of it but at that time I must have felt like you know this I am in control (laughs) you know but but little did I know that I was not you know right I mean I I have a grandchild now Mm And she's only two years old and we went to visit them and my grandchild her name is suri and she loves frozen so whole day i was watching frozen with her and she must be thinking i am making my granddad you know make or watch this thing i can get him to sit down with me and watch We all say that for a kid, but, you know, we grown up sometimes feel that we are the center of the universe. Little do we know that we may not be, and if we are, the control should be in our hands. We should not be controlled by, like, my coffee or my belief system, as you said. I mean, it's so obvious when you have somebody, an addict or an alcoholic, you take alcohol away and you can see the withdrawal symptoms. But the subtle ones we don't see.
1: Right. You know, it, 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 one of the things I, I also have learned through, through practicing meditation is um, almost being addicted to the idea that I exist, have you ever come yeah. across that like like a person's just like like i've become so fixated on myself and that i exist and that i want this and i want that and you know when i step back from it, it's like well life's a lot easier right just kind of almost take a step back from myself
2: yeah no um i mean i have gone on to explain in my app that we are born with three assets.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: One is the physical body or the body. I mean, physical body has got other dimensions, but body, mind, and the flame. And the flame is the flame of consciousness. And we all have an individual consciousness that comes with the body and the mind. Because when you talk of consciousness, it you think about the bigger, you know, cosmic consciousness. Yeah. But we all have our individual pieces, and we are born at different levels. This is what you are saying. I exist. This is uh, when Socrates was poisoned. Everyone was sad around him, and he said, "No, no, no! I want to watch everything." I want to experience everything rather than spoil this time, this precious opportunity Mm -hmm. in being sad or, you know, spent that way. So he kept walking until he could not walk anymore. And he was saying, I may not be able to walk anymore, but I'm still whole inside. I exist, as you said. Right. And then he kept talking until he could not talk. And the last point that he made was, I may not be able to talk now, but I still exist in the whole, you know, as whole as I started. Mm-hmm. Even though my body is now going to fade out or fizzle away. So I exist is a big word that you said, you know. And when you say I exist, you are not talking about the ego exists. You are talking about something inside you exists.
1: Well, I, I think I that's presume. where it gets confusing sometimes. You know, it, it for a long, long time, especially when I was younger, I couldn't differentiate uh, the idea of, you know, I thought that that all I was was my ego. Essentially, that's all I, I knew. That's all I understood actually, until I started practicing meditation. And then after practicing meditation, I've learned that that I'm definitely, my ego is more of a survival mechanism to protect my body, my physical body, more than anything else. But it's definitely not me. Um, And and I learned that through meditation. And also, um, you know, I had an experience with, with an epileptic seizure where I was just like, you know, like it was like an out of body experience. And mm-hmm. uh and it was nice. It was like just like being one with the universe. It was like almost being back to that 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 one consciousness that you would probably refer to as flame.
2: Yeah. Right. It's interesting you mentioned about the outer body experience. I would love to hear from you what meditation practice you do. Then we can talk. But the book Journey from Life to Life mm-hmm. talks about uh, different bodies that we have. And I'm, it's, so there are two things. One is different layers of the body. And then there is separate bodies, entities that exist with the physical body or around us. Uh-huh. So the first body is the physical body, which we all know. The second one is called ethereal body. It's like vapor. Right. And the property is like when you are angry or excited, you feel uh, you know happy, you feel big. When you are depressed and down, you feel yourself shrunken and small, and your posture also goes like that. That's the property of the vapor body or ethereal body. The third body, which is the astral body, that's the one that gives you that out-of-body experience. And that's the one that travels after we die. So physical body dies, then the vapor Mm -hmm. body goes after, they say about 13 days. But then the astral body continues the journey. And whatever you believe or whatever happens after that, the book talks about coming back. But even if you... Think it doesn't come back there is some place something exists and astral body is the one that um, and accidentally some people experience astral body either in the dream sometimes Mm -hmm. you are flying in the dream and that's the property of the astral body or you know the nightmare when the astral body is out and you can't move your body Mm -hmm. until it comes back so tell me about your experience um,
1: well, well, with the seizure, it was really interesting because, um, you know, I, I, at first I, I just went black. I, 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 I fell on the, on the floor and I was unconscious. And while I was unconscious, I remember just sort of floating like in a vortex of, of color and sound. So I was, like, I was just surrounded by all this color and sound. And, and I was just like in the middle of it watching I was just like, I was like, wow, this is just really cool. You know, it was it was really peaceful, you know. Like I, I didn't see any entities or, or or any type of landscape or anything like that. It was almost like just sort of like being in the middle of uh, of some kind of weird vortex. And um and, it, and I was unconscious for about 30 minutes, but to me it seemed like maybe it seemed like a split second. And, and I, I heard somebody yelling my name. And it was my wife. She was going. She was, she was yelling. She was going, "Gary, come back to me. Come back." Because I, I guess everybody thought I had a heart attack or something. And, and I opened my eyes. By the time I, I woke up, I was in the ambulance. And um, but that that experience has convinced me that um, I'm not my ego. You know and and that that there is something else so there is some other plane of existence um that probably there's probably (laughs) an endless (laughs) amount of planes of existence beyond this one um you know that that are out there and and it just it it amazes me um and because i talk to a lot of people about it in like, no stories are ever exactly the same. And, and that's what makes me think uh, that
2: there's probably more than one. There is more to it than we know. Yeah. We just try to make it simple that this universe is so huge, you know, the Milky Way and, and the galaxies and solar systems. But somehow we think that when we die, the world is just... Two places, hell and heaven. Mm -hmm. It's much more than that. I totally, totally am convinced about it. But we haven't explored it yet. Right.
1: We haven't explored it. I think it's also difficult to put into
2: into a human language. It is difficult. Um, I, I love one of the ancient scriptures in india is called upanishads and they they're very abstract and they talk about all these things and one of the sentences i love that it is unknowable yet it's worth knowing <laughs> yeah, i love that that is great I, I really love that line i do too and uh, yeah yeah, yeah
1: so, cuz you know I I struggle to put, like, that experience even into words to explain it.
2: Um, Yeah, so you can just say it's unexplainable, but it was wonderful. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So tell me, what meditation do you do? uh, For meditation, uh, I, I,
1: I had started out doing, and I still do mostly sort of like a, uh shamatha vipassana type of meditation mm-hmm. is the standard yeah. buddhist yeah. meditation um mm-hmm. you know where i sit and you know cross-legged on on a um on a pillow and um you know i i, I usually like, like for that type of meditation i'll keep my eyes sort of half open half yeah. open half closed looking
2: at the tip of the nose you
1: know, and, and, and just focus on the in and out breath and mm-hmm. um you know i'll usually do it in the morning i've been on retreats you know where i've gone for like you know three or four days to to just to to meditate um Mm -hmm. so so that's my standard practice but i also like to sometimes uh try other things like uh like Mm -hmm. i'll I'll close my eyes and do like a chakra type of meditation Mm um yeah you know it gives me a it says for me, that's like it has it has a different purpose because you know, it just it opens up the flow of energy throughout my body kind of and makes me mm-hmm. feel mm-hmm. more energetic and balanced. Where yeah. the mindfulness uh meditation is the one that kind of teaches me how to just sit back and watch my thoughts and, and, and just let the thoughts be and not have to wrestle and engage with them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, what, what types yeah. do you practice? Uh,
2: my core meditation is Vipassana. And uh, tr- this app that I have, Relax with 2X, it has a Vipassana version. I think you should try that. I mean, it may be a little mm-hmm. different than how, what you have done because it focuses on the point, and maybe you already do that, the breathing coming in,
1: Mm-hmm.
2: and breathing going out, right? You were right. watching that. When breathing comes in, there is a gap. Yes, and my, when my, my meditation
1: out, teacher always emphasized the gap.
2: The gap is the one. Gap is where things happen. Yeah. Yeah. After practicing vipassana and other chakra meditations, there are quite a few chakra meditation in the app as well. hmm uh, with uh, music and with mantras, you know there is one with Om on each chakra. Mm-hmm. I don't think it has been done before. I practice myself first and then I put it out. So it's three minutes of Om. Um, it's a Vedic uh, recitation by some people. So you can go recite yourself in, in kind of internalize the mantra when with the sound that you hear yeah. on each chakra and. It goes from first to seventh chakra. And then do,
1: do you use a different producer. frequency for each chakra?
2: Yeah, it is all different frequency. It's really nicely, one, well, not the ohm, mm-hmm. but pure music. There is a one with the music. Right. So that mm-hmm. one has got different frequency for each chakra. That's cool. It's called chakra 20, which is 20 minutes, and it goes one time. And then chakra 46, which is going from one to seven, and then repeating it three times. Wow. It's it's really beautiful. You will love it. You know, you have done meditation before. Give it a try and I think I think you will the experience and energy that you will have is something to remember for.
1: Yeah. I am always trying different things to see to see. Uh, because that that's one of the things too is uh I, even though like 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 the, the Vipassana is my standard type of meditation, it's the first one I learned, it's the one I'm most comfortable with. I don't like it when people say that there's a right way and a wrong way to meditate or one way is better than another way. I think each type serves its own purpose. It's its own tool.
2: Well, I say there is no wrong meditation right <laughs>
1: you
2: know? I mean, you too. period, you know once you close your eyes or half close your eyes and spend time with yourself, that is a beautiful thing. And if you do that for half an hour, doesn't matter what is going on inside. You're, you know, there's, so yeah, I agree with you. There is nothing wrong. Um, There is no wrong meditation, but it's good to do the same routine, same time, same place. And uh, on a, on a regular basis, then you make the progress that you may not even feel when you're doing the meditation. It may happen, like sometimes you are flying in the airplane, Mm -hmm. you feel wonderful and, uh, that probably is coming from all the meditation you have been doing. So what I other thing I have done, I have extracted out the core essence of meditation and put it in what I call intermittent silence. Because that is where meditation happens. When meditation happens, the mind does kind of, you know, you go beyond mind. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's the classic description, but silence is the time when it happens. It doesn't happen when you are breathing in breathing out. It's in that gap. And that gap keeps increasing in size or, or duration or whatever you call it. So I, I created this intermittent silence which is 10 minutes of silence that you can practice every day and it can come handy whatever meditation you do because this, all the components of intermittent silence mm-hmm. are present in all meditations. So I took it out and it can become a package by itself. Uh, it's, it's really beautiful if you try it sometime. What you do is close your mouth. But when you close your mouth, you are closing all kind of communication and speech and expression. And you, you are internalizing it in a way. But all the brain cells and, and neuro endocrines that work in that process get rested for 10 minutes Mm. and the second one you close your eyes or half close but i say close when you close that you are closing everything about observation but also everything all the visual stimulus visual pathway in the brain get rested for those 10 minutes yeah Yeah. then you are doing silent listening which is all the sound or any sound that's happening you're not processing it, just letting it go through, mm-hmm. go pass by.
1: Yes, definitely. And the fourth, fourth one is
2: watching your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Let your thoughts you know, just pass through. And then what happens is, you have done three days or four days of retreats and probably they were you, you were asked to keep quiet. I mean, you know, not talk. or Yeah, I've, thought, I've done three days you, of
1: silence. Yeah.
2: yeah, right. Three days, 10 days silence that's a focused, concentrated, which is great, you know, you get come out charged. But if you do 10 minutes every day, it kind of becomes part of your life. And that 10 minutes starts, you know, working through your 24 hours, you know, when you have, when you come with a situation, which is really, I call emotional storms,
1: mm-hmm.
2: then this peace that you obtained from intermittent silence practice Really starts helping you there, yeah. you know. It gives you that, creates that pause, or gives you that little gap that you can see and feel between the emotions and yourself. So, what type of advice
1: would you give a person? Um, like, I, I you know, I'm sure you come across people, a lot of people like this. They're like, I, I just can't be in a room without sound. You know, I have to have a TV on or a radio on or something
2: yeah it's the same advice uh, i it's an age old advice and uh, that book i you know you mentioned uh, gita today mm-hmm. gita is a like 5000 years old some people um, believe at least we believe and it uh, doesn't matter how old it is it's old or ancient yeah and krishna and Arjun, those are the two characters. Arjun asked Krishna, what do I do? My mind is always wandering. I can't, you know, do anything about this mind. And he said, practice, Arjun, practice. This the silence is a big component of our life. Even when I'm speaking to you, in between sentences, in between words, there is silence music depends on little gaps of silence our life also has silence built in we feel uncomfortable because we are not used to we are always used to going out and doing something digital or on the telephone as you said you know or talking to you on a podcast i yeah. think it's important to build some silence If you can do three days of silence or 10 days of silence, I know some people have walked out of those 10-day silence
1: programs.
2: (laughs) 10 minutes can be uncomfortable silence when you start, I must admit. So you can start with three minutes or five minutes. But I think think it's important to have this because all these guided meditation or music-backed meditation, they are helpful, but... Ultimately, when meditation happens, it happens in your silence.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, mo- mo- like I, that's how I first started out too, was always silent meditation. Um, yeah. e- even when I, like back in New Jersey, we used to do um, like one Saturday, this Saturdays, once one Saturday a month, we would do like a, uh, a four hour, five hour silent meditation. For the day, and we like in the middle, we would even eat, and we'd eat like in silence. Yeah. Yeah, I went
2: to a zen. Mm -hmm. I went to a zen meditation. Uh, I don't know if you have done any, and it was three days. I think three days retreat. Of course, you know the classic. Any retreat will say don't talk, no communication. They said, I mean, beautiful scenery in the Himalayas. And they say don't look at mountains. <laughs> so, <laughs> but the beauty was, all the all these three days we had one and a half, say ninety-minute sessions of facing the wall, looking at the wall. Mm-hmm. There was nothing else; just look at the wall. No music in the background. Of course, the Zen master will come and sometimes, you know, pat your head with with a little. You know, they have little the things they to touch yeah. with. <laughs> and that was very powerful by the end of it you know it's really um, but I'm not saying I'm saying do 10 minutes a day yeah and the the beauty of it is that when you go inside it's not an empty space not at all and and uh, we may not um, know it and uh, we think like, you know, if you are sitting by my side, the space between you, you and I is also not empty. There is dust, there is radio waves, there is a microwave, I mean all these waves and electromagnetic fluctuations, everything is there in between you and I. Similarly, the inner space, in the beginning you are just going in and, and just going in if you continue doing that for some time two or three months you go to your source which is the you know which is the flame that's where all the ideas all the creativity all the energy comes from and you find the force you feel the force you feel that energy rising inside you and you can use that to your advantage and we may not have time today to go into it, but you can start inner conversation uh, there, or you can create an inner theater there where you can rehearse things that you may have to present next day or work on next day. There is a lot of things you can do in that space That is that can be positive for your life. Hmm. Have you thought? this way about meditation.
1: All right. Yeah, one of the things that, that I, I, is, is I've noticed is uh, when I sit and meditate, um, there, there, there's in, in the silence especially, I realize how much is going on inside my head uh, that I am not aware of when I'm busy doing things and, you know, and there's a lot of noise going on. Um, but, like, even though I, I know that there's, and when, when I sit still, I, I recognize stuff that I'm thinking about that I don't notice at, at other times. And, and, I mean, sometimes some of it's good, and, and, and some of it's just junk, <laughs> a lot of junk thoughts.
2: That, you're talking about the minding or the thought process that's mm-hmm. going on. I I may, you know, I'm talking about the energy, like waves of energy that arise inside you. Uh You ought to get to feel that energy. Like, you know, when you have goosebumps or when you are, you know, so that this energy like rising within you and sweeping you away and taking you beyond the mind, most of us that's the way meditation has been put by many people is as if you are going to focus your thoughts or, or watching your mind or you know observing what mind what goes on in your mind it's more like a sleep you prepare everything around you you switch off the light you lie down in a comfortable bed you cover yourself with it Blanket, but then the sleep happens to you, and that sleep is a it's a beautiful uh, experience if you can. Um, there is a meditation in this uh, app called Yoga Nidra, and uh, Yoga Nidra the classic definition is conscious deep sleep. You are asleep, but you are mm-hmm. conscious, so you can see sleep surrounding you. It's much more positive phenomena that we are talking then just think focusing on what's going on in your mind yes minding mind will do its minding mm-hmm. but uh, what you are when the meditation energy arises from inside you it kind of it it should be a very distinct experience hmm as if you are swept away, you know. Yeah,
1: so, I mean, I, I, yeah. I've... I've, I've take, a,
2: take a look at, uh, a look at yeah, uh, the app and try to, you know, try some of the meditations there in and yeah. uh, try to feel the energy on the chakra when you are there.
1: <clears throat> yeah, like when I, do, when I do the chakra, you know, like that type of meditation, I, I definitely feel the energy, you know, yeah. flow. But when right. I do, like, the mindfulness type of meditation, mm-hmm. I can only say, like, a, a couple of times. And it was only, like, like on, on retreats where I was meditating for, like, long periods of time yeah, where I, I really felt a different type of energy or felt my consciousness kind of shift.
2: That's why I bring in this concept of flame, because if you are working on mind and body, then you're not even thinking of that experience of something beyond mind and body. When you have mind, body and flame, the whole equation changes. There is something else that is there. So you are now more receptible, more your your body and your existence becomes more receptive to that kind of you start uh, i mean the more you look the, the less you will find i mean in meditation that's a, such a you know <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean yeah i do <laughs> but yeah i mean uh, just, just be open to another dimension
1: Huh. Um do, do you have a, a, a favorite meditation? Like like what's your meditation, your personal meditation routine like?
2: I like m- a meditation package. One of the things that uh I plan to do with the relax app. I mean it's a very new one, it's you know not even a few months old. We're trying to evolve it. One of the thing I want to do is one day personal retreat at home. So you will have a routine of six or seven meditations that you go through and, and some discipline that you apply to yourself. And you don't need to go to a retreat. You can just do it at home or your place of your personal choice.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: My favorite meditation, of course, the core meditation is uh, Vipassana, which is easy to do. You can do it on your airport or inside a plane. I mean, Of course, you can't sit cross-legged there, but you can, I mean, I, I've done it on airports. I love doing it on places of uh, worship because there, the energy is different. It's more conducive right. to going inside. But uh, the chakra meditation is my favorite one. Because they really give you that energy. One of the meditation in the Relax app I have uh, developed, you know, is called Power Chakra Meditation. This is a power mantra in in one of those uh, Sanskrit. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And it goes through each chakra. And it's it's beautifully... um, recited you know the recital is beautiful it's it's very conducive to meditation the sound itself is meditative and uh, i love that i love the om chakra meditation Uh and then the chakra meditation i've done a lot of uh, yoga nidra meditation Mm -hmm. and that's a beautiful place to be one of the wonderful part of yoga nidra is a once you have done, it takes about maybe three months when you can go in your sleep and be as conscious as you are. You know, now, of course, you're not moving, you're not talking, but you, you, can, you can be aware of what's going on. It also gives you time to brainstorm because your brain is there. I mean, you are still, um, your mind is still there, mm-hmm. so you can use it. Or be rece- receptive to the inner conversations that arise, and take, make a note when you wake up because if you don't, then you might it might just go away. <laughs> so that's uh, that's fun. No, it it it's a it's a inner universe is a big mysterious thing, mm-hmm. and uh, I can say I have scratched just the surface, but it's beautiful. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um, ha- have you ever had any type of like, you know, profound insights or experiences while meditating? Or, 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 or yeah. is meditation itself the profound insight?
2: <laughs> no. Um, there is uh, uh, profound experiences happen. One of the words used uh, by some deep meditation people is minor explosions. Mm -hmm. So you get glimpses, as you said, you were out of the body maybe half hour, but it sounded like it was one second or two seconds. You go in a space where time doesn't have the same value as, you know, like earthly people, you know, it's like you go into a different realm where time, like in a yoga nidra, you may feel like you you are there only five minutes and the whole night is gone. Right. So timelessness, you know, kind of, uh, that's the word you can use. So there have been several minor explosions um, of experience that is hard to define, hard to explain.
1: Uh, I just downloaded your app. I'm definitely going to try some of these.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And go to the meditation section. I think in flame section, the yoga nidra is there.
1: In what section? Flame section?
2: Flame. Flame. Oh, so once you log in, you have to... Yeah, uh, there is a sign-up process. We we will be making it easier to sign up.
1: So I signed in, and I have...
2: Let's see what I got here. I got... Oh, flame. Oh, so you are are already in?
1: Flame. I got introduction to flame. Who am I? Ah, yoga nidra Got it.
2: Yeah. Yoganidra, there is a male nidra, voice. That's a, me. One is two minutes, and there's
1: one that's 24 minutes. In.
2: That is the one. 24 minutes is the one. Two minutes is probably just the explanation. Okay. I will try
1: that tonight.
2: <laughs> and let me know any of these, you know, what you feel and what you think. And uh, I think i love to come back to your sessions, you know. It's like, it's so nice to talk to you. Thanks. It's like we are talking the same language, right?
1: <laughs> well, we are talking the same language. I, I You know, the, the, this stuff has really, like I say, it, it, it has changed my life because I would say I really started meditating when I was about 35. But up until that, age until i started meditating i don't know i i I wasn't happy i wasn't happy i didn't have any self-control um i was constantly seeking pleasure outside of myself i i didn't have any beliefs really about existence beyond my physical body and uh and and just just meditating and, and and started changing how I look at it. And now, you know, now I'm curious about all sorts of different spiritual things. You know, like the whole world has just opened yeah. up to me over time.
2: Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's it's just, uh, yeah, it goes on. Uh, the beauty of it is, and uh, I have no way to prove this, but uh, one of the things that... Uh, uh, Once you get on this path, and as you said, there is nothing wrong. Well, you cannot go wrong in this path, except once you take this path, try not to think of negative thoughts, because Mm -hmm. you might... um, It's a word of caution by many people. It's not uh, my original. You are connected deep inside, and sometimes wrong, you know, bad or good wishes can materialize. So just one caution everybody gives that try not to have negative thoughts because if they materialize, that may not be a good thing. Mm. You, The other part is mm-hmm. the universe kind of l- tries to align with people like this. So it's hard to prove, but yeah, I think it's true. And these people have fewer obstacles. And it's not, again, it's not me saying. It's a, some ancient, you know, this Sanskrit verses which say that. Right.
1: that. And that's another thing, key too, that I have experienced is, um, is I've learned to, the less I do, the more it seems like the universe provides now.
2: That's what I was trying to say in some ways. You know, That's why I said, you understand my language and I'm able to communicate things that I'm not able to with some other people who have less interest in this area.
1: Yeah. That, that, that has definitely proven so true to me. Um, it, it, it seems like the more I sit still, and, and just sort of direct my energy in a certain way, the 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 more th- positive things and, and more positive results I get, rather than trying to just fight the world to get what I want. Like I deserve yeah, this, and I'm going to go out and I'm going <laughs> to fight for it.
2: Yeah, it's not a fight. You're right. Yeah.
1: But but if I wait, everything comes out fine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I live in a world, you know, medicine. I mean, people are use this word, "I'm fighting the cancer," um, and I'm a fighter. And I don't try to, you know, uh, tell them that. No, no, don't use the fight word because they know that word, they understand that word. Yes. So try not to, you know. I try to help them, but I don't try to mm-hmm. make them say, "Oh, no, no, that's the wrong word." No. But, yeah, fighting is not the right uh, uh, approach in, in life in general. I mean, of course, you may have to fight sometimes, but even there, it should be your fight. You know, you decide that, not like you are sucked into a fight. Right. Right. Yeah.
1: And, and, and I think, like, like in medicine, maybe, a, like, there's, other, there's better words, like a remedy something or yeah, something like that.
2: No, I mean... Uh, That would help some people keep their spirits up. And that's good. Hmm. Um, Do do you ever
1: feel like, like you ever have patients um, that are like critically ill that, you know, they're going to die and and you see them struggling and you know that um, some type of meditation will help them. Do you mention that to them? i know this is a tough it's too
2: one. late for them <laughs> it's too late for them i yeah. think meditation is not like a medicine uh, meditation is more uh, to be done when you are healthy rather than when you are sick right so that when you are sick you can deal better with that but mm-hmm. people who are already uh, terminally ill or something they need different support system and You know, our, our, you know, our health system provides that to them. But if they have been inclined uh, meditation wise, I don't try to counsel people because uh, I do what I do and I do it well. Right. And uh, they may feel that when I'm touching them or when I'm talking to them, that's different than trying to tell them or as a prescription to meditate no I, I try not to do that yeah, unless the conversation comes
1: do, do you think that uh, people who do meditate are better able to manage illness and pain and in just knowing their own mortality rather than people that don't meditate
2: It's, uh, you know, as a scientist, it's hard for me to say, Mm -hmm. but yes, meditation has had many studies and those studies show that immunity may be improved or um, the attitude may be different. But I don't have enough patient population or a study done to say that emphatically. And I don't like to say anecdotal.
1: Right. I guess the reason claims. I, I mean, yeah. yeah. And the reason I ask that because, like, you know, like you see people that get themselves into a really deep meditative state, and uh, mm-hmm. you know they can um, submerge themselves in ice water and change their body temperature, or uh, yeah. guys, people that can walk over hot coals, and um, you know, I've heard about yeah. people uh. healing themselves. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I I know some people like that. I have a friend who did the shamanic uh, meditation and walked on fire. Um, But how many of those come to me as patients, you can imagine? I don't know.
1: (laughs) I have no idea. I don't know the culture in Maine.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So I I will start learning from them. (laughs)
1: So so I guess, I guess it's the really patients. it's it's
2: really a pleasure to talk to you. Um, it's really I wish we had you know two hours of time, but I think we should meet again.
1: Oh, absolutely! You're welcome back here anytime. Uh, I always have yeah. millions of questions <laughs> about these types of topics, <laughs> and, and I especially yeah. enjoy talking to <laughs> medical professionals that on these types of topics because. Um you have the ability to, to look at things from, from a scientific view and a spiritual view, which is not something uh, that I get too often.
2: Thanks for saying that. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely love to meet again and uh, talk more, maybe about my book, Journey from Life to Life, which is available on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Or relax with 2x. Uh, we have a website, r- relaxwith2x.org. And um, I think I have uh, not too many other things to add today.
1: And you got the It Gita. was
2: wonderful, <laughs> wonderful talking to you. Absolutely. And yeah, I get now, that today. Is
1: and, awesome. and I'm going to post the links to all of uh, to your books and um, to your bio. And, uh, and I'll see if I can even post a link to your app or, or some kind of thing about your app in the notes of this episode oh, that would be great. so my listeners yeah. can check you out. Because out, you know, once they listen to the episode, they always want to go and check out everything else.
2: That's great. Awesome. Thank you.
1: Well, thank you for taking yeah. the time to be on this evening.
2: No, that's wonderful. Great talking to you. You
1: too. I'm just going to play the outro, so hang on one moment.
0: Thank you for listening to Everything Imaginable on KGRA Radio. You can reach Gary at everythingimaginable2020.com or email him at everythingimaginable2020 at gmail.com. He's also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. You can buy t-shirts, coffee mugs, and other merchandise to support the costs of producing this podcast. Click on the merchandise link at the top of his page www.everythingimaginable2020.com Oh yes, I almost forgot, you can buy his book, Enlightenment Guaranteed. It's the only book on Zen that you'll ever need, and it's on Amazon. It'll change your life, because remember, everything that exists was first imagined. Hey, if you love what you listen to, don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe.